interested in learning with me about some interesting stuff that's going on where they want to take you and turn you into a subhuman so that they can you <laughs> um, stay tuned because we're going to talk about that that's the new plans now to uh, to do what Hitler did in World War II so let's uh, let's get started after the intro here Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Dave from Opposing the Matrix. <clears throat> we had a fupa the other night, and it was my fault. Right? Me. Both fingers pointing at me. Okay? Originally, I thought it maybe was Brian's um, setup over where he's at, but it wasn't. And um, if I alluded to that, I'm sorry, and it was me. Um, what happened real quick, folks, is uh, this computer that I'm on right now went dead the other day. It just gave up the ghost. It... It came up with a screen saying it was an error, and there was nothing that it was going to do to let me fix it. So I went to this computer over here to do the show on, on uh, Thursday night with Brian. And what happened was, uh, since I had never done the show on this, uh, the firewall that Windows so wonderfully incorporates into its software um, would not let anything come into this program from Brian's side. So... In essence, I was there talking to myself, listening to Brian, because I could hear him and I could see him. But you didn't know that, and I was just listening to him <laughs> and going, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. It would have made for a really boring and not-so-pleasant show. So when we finally realized it, thanks to uh, one of our listeners, um, she told us uh, that she uh, could not hear Brian. As a matter of fact, she came on at first and said, who are you talking to? <laughs> And I said, it was Brian, you know, and she said, oh, I can't hear him. I can't see him. So it was, it was at that time that we realized that, hey, we got some problems going on here. And and we tried to fix them a little bit, but uh, we had had problems before the show, too. And we, we've happened to fix those, but the ones that were going on during the show, it would have taken way too much time. It would have been boring for you, uh, unless unless you're into watching people screw up, um, which I, I do. I do it online all the time. Um, but anyway, uh, so we decided to end the show. And, and we did, and uh, because of that, I feel, I had to erase it too, folks. You know, I, I couldn't leave that show on there like that, on Rumble and on Kick and on, um, where else are we, Tw Twitch and and stuff like that. I couldn't leave it on there, so I got rid of it. So I feel like I ripped people off um, unintentionally, okay? And so tonight I'm just going to do a show, the subject matter that me and Brian were going to talk about last Thursday and did talk about last Thursday we're going to talk about again <clears throat> sometime this coming week. Uh, Brian usually isn't on every other week, but I think he feels like he wants to come on too so we can get everything done and squared away. So anyway, uh, that's what's going on with that. And uh, what else is going on? Beautiful weather in western Oregon here. Uh, got up to 90 degrees. Well, 90 degrees tomorrow. Got up to the 80s today. High 80s, and uh, which is unusual, but uh, who's arguing? After this last winter, <laughs> get up to 120, and I wouldn't care. Um, and I mean that. We have good air conditioning here. So uh, that having been said, <clears throat> so what are we going to talk about tonight? Mm, interesting, huh? Well, if you were listening before we did the intro, um, one of the things that people do when they don't want to feel guilty about hurting other people is they change their characteristics, the way that the world sees them and the way that they see them, Okay. 
So, uh, well, you know, there's the classic Hitler thing, but um, you ever been in school and uh, you have a bully in there and the bully will always try to make the littlest kid in the classroom feel like garbage. That's because usually the littlest kid in the classroom is pretty smart. It's usually math. <laughs> Turns out they turn out to be math majors, science majors, and everything else. And later on in high school, it's the bullies that turn to these kids to get the answers for, for tests and stuff like that, or to get tutored or whatever, you know, to be fair. That's the honest way to do it. So um, anyway, uh, but they pick on the little ones when they're when everybody's young, and it's uh, it's unfair. It really is. But uh, And we have bullies in our society, too. It's called the U.S. government. <laughs> It's called the FBI. It's called the CIA. It's called, uh, you know, everything you can think of uh, that has to do with uh, all the higher echelon, you know, even the Department of Defense. My goodness. So I used to have a lot of respect for that department, man. Not anymore. Um, and for obvious reasons, we can get into some other time. OK, but um, so what the bully would do is he would to make himself feel better. He would make the little guy feel even littler. And when that didn't work, he would beat the snot out of the little guy. Okay? Pardon my vernacular, okay? It's just the way I talk, okay? Man, sinuses are killing me. Um, anyway, so that's, that's what bullies do. They, they make low people feel lower, and they make people that are in the middle feel low. And uh, the only people that they really respect is other bullies. And, hey... I just described the government again, didn't I? <laughs> okay. Um, so, bullies. Okay, so. So they change your status. They change who you are, what you are, what they think you are, and what they want other, pe other people to see that you are or think that you are. Okay. So, if I have a conscience, I would say 99.99999% of you listening have a conscience. And they'll try to figure out if you're the point one zero 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 one percent. Okay, it's not important. I'm just doing that to to state that I think that most of our audience are on the level and above bar. Okay, not Bill Bar, but above the bar of justice. Okay, you, you know, um, above the moral bar. Let's put it that way. Okay. Anyway, uh, sorry I talk with my hands. It's just what I do. I grew up in an Italian American family back east, and that's what you did. And I won't use some of the hand gestures that we used to use back there. But anyway, um, so, uh, see, now I go off in these little tangents and I, I get lost. Um, so we were talking about bullies. We were talking, oh, uh, justifying. Um, darn it. Okay. So, so we know that the government does this. We know that um, governments all over the world do it, actually. And it's their way of uh, regain, or gaining control and, and uh, keeping control over the populace. Okay, there was a day in our government here, our, our time, our country rather, um, where the people were, it was the government of the people, by the people, and for the people. Now, it's not anymore. That It's funny how they don't teach that phrase in school anymore, isn't it? Yeah, because people would realize it and rise up against the government. Okay, but government has become God in many people's lives, and it's become master in many people's lives, and... And, uh, and people just roll over. Okay, master, you do what you want to do, master. I'll, I'll, I'll just be a good little sheep and not say anything. And uh, maybe by the time I'm 80 years old, I'll die, and you will have left me alone, and I will have left you alone. And, and uh, you know, like the bees, if you don't 
mess with them. They don't bother you. Well, it doesn't work with government. Sorry. But um, so anyway, uh, this isn't history where this has happened, um, where uh, people have been belittled because of who they are. Okay. Well, you know, being a, the, knowing the Bible the way I do, I could go back there. You got Haman um, in the book of Esther. Haman, how was, uh, he was, he found favor in the king's court and Haman, uh, not Haman, Mordecai and Ruth found uh, favor in the king's court. And Mordecai didn't like that. He wanted to kill Haman and all the Jews. So he set up gallows and everything else. Well, the situation turned around, praise the Lord. And uh, Haman was found to be guilty. And he and his henchmen were hung on the gallows. So, yeah. So that's a good thing. And, and justices like that do happen from time to time, especially when the Lord's with you. Um, but, uh, okay, so what else? Uh, do you remember? Um, uh, I don't know if that'd be a good example. Uh, well, yeah, okay, the slaves in Egypt. Okay, the uh, the Hebrew children in Egypt. Um, they uh, they were put up with an incredibly large amount of garbage from the Egyptians. And the Egyptians, if you were an Egyptian and you were a slave in Egypt, you were less than garbage. You were, you know, the, the dust of the earth had more more uh, credence than you did because at least the, they thought the dust produced something benef beneficial, you know. Um, slaves were just there to consume food, according to them. To consume food and, um, and and produce labor, and that was it. You know, to build edifices for the king, pyramids and cities and everything else, uh, or for the pharaoh, excuse me, because uh, there is a difference. And so, you know, you had that, and then uh, then when the uh, they finally regained freedom by the hand mighty hand of God, they were let out, and the Egyptians didn't like that too much. Tried to come and kill them again in the wilderness, you know. Sent his whole army out and ended up drowning in the Red Sea. How's that for being a pompous ass and paying the price for what you what you deal out, you know? Um, so, um, yeah, so there's another example. Um, the uh, When Yeshua was born, when they killed all the children between certain age, in a certain age group um, in Bethlehem because the, the king, um, Herod, had found out that the Messiah was going to be born. He was going to make sure Messiah wasn't alive to take his kingdom away from him because he was a big, bad ruler. He was uh, uh, Joe Biden back then. You know, he was uh, he was a, an authoritarian, a dictator, and uh, he, he wanted to have his way, and nobody was going to tell him what to do, especially some little baby that was going to turn into the Messiah. Okay? Little did he know that the child was the son of God. Uh, and you don't mess with God's son. And when Yeshua died, he laid down his life. Nobody took it. He even said, nobody takes my life. I lay it down. So um, anyway, so you had those children that suffered and the mothers that suffered and stuff like that because they were the poorer class. And the Messiah was, well, I think according to Jewish tradition back then, the Messiah was supposed to come like from a priestly caste, okay, or caste. Um so it kind of took him by surprise that uh, a peasant woman, basically, that's what Joseph and Mary were, peasants. Uh, they worked, of course, but uh, they were poor, uh, reasonably poor, uh, maybe lower middle class in today's terms. Uh, but in other words, they, were, they weren't uh, of a priestly class. They weren't of a kingly class. They weren't of that, um, dare I say, uh, Luciferic blood that's running around. Uh, yeah, we'll do a show on that someday. That's real, real interesting. But I don't get out on the world of weird stuff that those people get off on. Okay, so, um, but there is, there are two seeds, and uh, it's quite evident. 
But uh, anyway, uh, so, you know, a litany of things in the Old Testament, a few things in the New Testament, or like we used to say, the Tanakh and the Hadashah. And um, so, you know, there, there's examples. And, you know, look at, um, here, I made a list. I don't know what I did with it. I always make these lists, folks, and I, I put them to places, and I, and I can't find them afterwards. Uh, okay, I might have to go on the fly on this one here, but uh, uh, this is from the show the other night. Okay, well, let's look at the Inquisition. Okay, um, you want to talk about changing somebody's... The Catholic Church, the Roman Catholic Church, okay, Catholic means universal, so in order to, for us to get it right, we have to say Roman Catholic, because the Roman Universal Church, Catholic means universal, okay? Um but the 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 RC, RCC, um, back then, uh, was was quite corrupt. Uh, you know, the popes were taking bribes. The popes were granting indulgences. If if you gave the pope um, a city, he he give you a special dispensation where you didn't go to hell. You know, uh, <laughs> it's like he's got the authority to do that. No, he doesn't. Anyway, um, so I'm sorry. When people get really old pompous and powerful it's just like george soros he cracks me up he's going to stand before yeshua someday <laughs> and he will bow his knee and kiss and kiss yeshua or, or he'll he'll bow his knee and his tongue will confess that yeshua christ is mashiach uh, or lord yahweh according to god the father but um anyway uh yeah so people like this that are you know big news in this world are, are someday going to be uh, um maybe even in their pop pompicity if that's a word um the lack of there at that time they'll be begging you know please don't do anyway it's i'm sorry but it's it's like yul brenner said the ten commandments so let it be written so let it be done you know um so so you had that the the roman catholic church or yeah with the um the inquisition if you're a jew or if you're a christian let's get it right right away roman catholics although they love Jesus, I, I know a lot of them, okay? You really, and even Catholics will tell you this, that um, they don't, they make a differentiation between Catholics and Christians, okay? I, I, years ago, I knew a woman, she was a Catholic woman, she would always say, yeah, I was Catholics and you Christians, you know? And, and I, it's not the only place I heard it, I heard it many, many times over many, many years. So, um, if they can make the differentiation, so can I. So, if you were a Jew, and you didn't want to recant Judaism, or you're a, a Christian, or maybe a born-again Christian, who knows back then, I don't know what they're, how they did things back then, but anyway, um, and they found out about it, you were toast, you were tortured until you recanted. Um, they have a, a name, uh, Moranos, I think the name's Moranos, and they're, they're Jews that recanted just so that they couldn't stand the torture anymore. So they would go to church, <laughs> The Catholic Church, and but you know, secretly they would meet on Fridays and stuff and have their Shabbat services. So, um, I don't know how God feels about that, I really don't, but that's between those people. I don't want to say those people, I'm one of those people. Um, that's that's between us and Yahweh individually, okay? Um, but anyway, so you had the Inquisition, then you had. Uh, during the Middle Ages, too, uh, in Germany, when uh, Martin Luther hung his thesis on the walls in, was it Wittenberg, Germany, I think? Yeah. Um, and uh, the, was it 93 Thesis, I think, was it? 
yeah, anyway, 93-point thesis or whatever. Um, he wasn't very loved by the, by the Roman Catholic Church anymore. They tried to hunt him down and kill him. And uh, he lived the rest of his life as a fugitive, okay? Um, but, again, the Catholics at that time and during Luther's time would say, well, if you're not a Catholic, you're not a Christian. You're not a believer. If you're not a Catholic, then you truly don't believe in Jesus Christ. Okay, let's take in somebody's identity and changing it. Yahweh knows who his people are. And people that down here can change it all they want. <laughs> okay? They can say you're a scum-sucking evil person, but if you have Yeshua in your heart and you love Yeshua, you know who you are, and that's all that's important, right? Um, so, um, again, changing the identity of a person so that you and others hate them is what we're talking about tonight. And, okay, let me see. If, if a beautiful deer came up to your window and that beautiful deer stuck his head in the window or her head, whatever, and wanted to be pet, you, he wanted to be fed, he or she wanted to be fed, um, you would go out, you go into your closet and get anything that a deer could eat if you had it, and you'd put it under the mouth and the deer would eat. That's because the deer is a very docile, gentle creature, one of God's wonderful creations, okay? If you go to the window and a wasp is there and a wasp comes in, everybody freaks out because wasps are dangerous. You know, they, they're going to sting you if, you if you upset them. Um, but if you leave a wasp alone, most of the time he won't bother you, okay? Hornets, that's a different story. Don't mess with hornets, okay? Um, but wasps, um, that's a funny word, wasps. <laughs> it's like you're calling a kitty cat. Here, wasps. Anyway, yeah, okay, my brain's going a little way weird tonight. But anyway, um, so one is a threat, one can hurt you, and frankly, wasps are ugly, right? Yeah. Okay, so it's got three things against it. The deer's beautiful, it's a majestic creature, it's, you know, docile. And deer never hurt anybody except your flowers in the garden, if you plant a garden. But that's another story. Anyway, um, so we, we vilify the wasp, which, you know, we can do. Because we're talking about orders of animals here, okay? Insects are creepy things. They're weird things. They're things that make you go yuck in the night, you know? Uh, we have these things called stink bugs around here, and they like all year long. It doesn't matter if it's cold outside. All year long, they're somehow getting into your house. And, um, man, I hate them. They're ugly. They're reviling creatures. They really are. And, and when they come in here, they're dead. It's a death sentence, okay? Uh, don't pass go. Do not go to bug heaven. Do not collect $200. Um, so, you know, we kill them because they're they're offensive creatures, Okay. So th let's let's put that down there, okay? That's that's the the baseline. If it's beautiful and gentle and kind and, and everything else, we revere it. If it's ugly, we hate it. So let's let's flip the thing now. What if what if the wasp was would come up to you and eat out of your hand, you know? And and I know, just work with me here. The deer would come and eat out of your. I mean, excuse me. The wasp would come and eat out of your hand. And it would let you pet it. Nice little wasp. You know, and it would it would come and uh, sit on a perch in your house and and um, just fall asleep while you watch TV, whatever, you know. But the deer would come to your window and it would kick on the walls and try to break the window to get in and everything. All of a sudden, the, the same principle isn't going to really apply because the deer is still a beautiful animal. Although, in this case, it's mean and it's atrocious. Okay. 
And and it's not going to really apply with the wasps because the wasps, no matter how nice you would make them, they're still really weird and they're they're not nice animals. Even if they had halos around their heads and flew around in your house and and uh, you know made your water fresh and everything else, it's, there's there's no way. But anyway, see what I'm saying? So the deer wouldn't be reviled as much as the um, as the wasp would if the scenario was turned around. Okay. So we tend to take things and people that are that don't kind of mesh up to our standards and because because we don't understand them and a lot of times we don't go out of our way to understand them. We cast them as being strange, odd, evil. Um they're always up to something. Uh and believe me, being Jewish, you know, all <laughs> that's all you hear. You know, the Jews are worldwide conspiracy. Back in the Middle Ages, oh, the Jews don't get the plague, so they must be poisoning the wells. Uh, you know, oh, on and on and on. And it led to many, many, many deaths, un unnecessary deaths, because people get superstitious and they get crazy. Okay? And uh, so, anyway, I think you, you get my point. You know, it's, we need to, if somebody, <laughs> I, I've met some odd-looking people, Okay? <laughs> For some reason, um, odd people are attracted to me. I'm a, I'm a weird magnet. I don't know why. I, and maybe some of you feel the same way. But um, I've learned a long time ago that when somebody looks a little strange or something, you don't, you know, put your fingers up with the sign of the cross and tell them to get back. And you know, because you're decent human beings, and you, you know that that person probably is a nice person. Although maybe they don't look like they are, they probably are. There's people I've met that have permanent scowls on their face. You know, one of these. But when you get to talk to them, that scowl turns around to a smile. You know, but if I were to see that frown and go, oh, geez, I don't want to have nothing to do with that guy. You know, goodbye. <clears throat> and I'm building up to something here. Trust me. Um, so you know, we have to learn to react to, to, to people and things differently than we do, okay? Don't judge a book by its cover is a good saying. Um, although I'm not saying to go without discernment, okay? You should always have discernment. Always pray that Yahweh will, will grant you discernment so that ahead of time you'll know if a situation or a person is not quite right, okay? So how, how does this apply to what I want to talk about tonight? Okay, well, that's a good question. Dave, how does this apply to what you want to talk about tonight? Okay. Um, I want to talk about, and you, and use as an illustration, which I do way too often is Nazi Germany. Okay. Um, back in the time of Nazi Germany, um, Hitler, if you ever read Mein Kampf, you would be, I, I shook my head all the way through it like that, you know, because the guy, Talk about a person that's born to perdition. That guy was born bad. I'm sorry. There was nothing good in that man whatsoever. And as far as I'm concerned, he was irredeemable. Okay. And he proved it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, so, but the, some of the things he wrote in Mein Kampf are, I mean, the Jews are responsible for everything. You know, you, you, you got heartburned because you ate a spicy pizza. Oh, it's the Jews down the street. You know, they're, you know. It, it's it's ridiculous some of the stuff that came out of that man's mouth and was produced by that man's brain and his heart. I think his heart was probably made of stone. Actually, it was it was callous. It was totally devoid and of any kind of uh, 
compassion whatsoever. And if he did have any, it was so that he could get ahead doing something. Um, wow, good. I just indicted Hitler. That's great. I'm happy. <laughs> um, but uh, so Hitler had his favorite people, and he, you know, he loved the Aryans. The Aryans were like the Germanic people, blonde hair, blue eyes, uh, tall, uh, athletic. You know, that, that was the symbol of the Aryan man and woman, okay? The Aryan woman was, um, was beautiful. She was supposed to remain beautiful for her Aryan husband, um, and they would produce lots of Aryan children. They had a favorite pastime. Um, so that's the, and they, they like the Nordics, the, the, uh, the Danish people, the Nor Norwegians, the Swedes, the, I don't know, I think the Finlanders, he didn't like that much, but, um, cause they're more Slavs, but, but anyway, so he had his favorites and he had the people he hated. He hated Jews. He hated gypsies. He hated, um, hated blacks. He hated, uh, you name it. If you weren't from Northern Europe or at, or at the very least Southern Europe and Western Europe at that, you were not a good uh, candidate for Hitler's favorite list. Um, and I, I found something online, a pretty, and I, I read this a long time ago and I couldn't find it, but this pretty well explains um, what Hitler liked, uh, what he didn't, uh, what the Nazis liked and what they didn't, and what they thought uh, was a master race, okay? And, and what wasn't a master race. So there's, um, there's six things in the list, six categories. The first one was called uh, Reichsdeutsch uh, or, or State Germans. Germans from Germany, although Nordic Germans were favorable, all German citizens belong to this category. Okay, If you were German and you live in Germany and you could prove that you didn't have any Jewish in you, you were number one. Okay, Or any gypsy or anything else for that matter. Um, but really they were... He was totally hate, hating on the Jews. But number two, <clears throat> Volkdeutsch means German people. You, you're driving Volkswagen, it means people's car. Um, and it's, it's the German people, ethnic Germans who didn't actually reside in Germany, people of German descent, honorary Aryans, pro-Nazi from the Axis countries. Okay, that's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Number three, Italians. Yeah, right. Uh, and Spanish people, especially those from northern parts of Italy, whether they were light or dark skinned, of course, was a factor. The Greeks also were probably ranked in this same category. Number four, the Britons. <laughs> yeah, no wonder he wanted to go to war with England. <laughs> They're number four of a list of six. Um, and it goes and it says the Celtic people, the Breton, Irish, Scottish and Cornish people. Um, the English are not a part of this category since they are Germanic. And if you look at the history of, um, of Europe, you'll see that the German tribes worked their way. Actually, <laughs> the Vikings, of all people, um, invaded England. Um, what do they used to call it? I can't remember right now. Uh, but they invaded England and, and, uh, and had a, quite a, a large part of England that they called their own for quite a while. Um, and then they had other sub-districts in, in England. So most of the island of, uh, of Great Britain was, uh, was uh, under the influence of the, uh, the Normans, they called them, the, um, uh, the Vikings. So, um, and I realized just now that the Normans necessarily weren't Vikings, okay? Um, so if you caught that, nix it. Um, anyway, so, but then 
Also, the Vikings worked their way down into Germany. Well, the Germans were their own people anyway. The Germanic peoples, those are the ones that give the Romans a whole bunch of uh, grief. But um, and then the Vikings came around into the Mediterranean and gave the Romans grief. So it's like, it's like the, uh, the Aryan people were fighting against all the other people. Um, so anyway, I, I'm getting off the track here. Okay, number five. And this should be no surprise here because he hated the French. So the French people... Um, we're getting lower and lower into the, we're getting close to what Hitler thought was half ape, half human, okay? Um, the French people, excluding the German-speaking Al Alsatians in eastern France, whether they were pro or anti-Nazi, to have played a major factor in here since the French Nazi collaborators were sometimes included in categories one and two. Okay, so if you're a good little Nazi, even if you weren't an Aryan, all of a sudden you were an Aryan, <laughs> Oh, it just goes to show you, it's, it's not who you know, it's who you uh, who you hang around with. Um, okay. And number six, the Untermensch, or the subhumans, including, but not limited to, the Jews, the Slavs, and the Roma people, like the Romanians. Um, if you were from anywhere in Eastern Europe, the, the Germans had very lack of regard for you. That's why they had no problem going into Poland like they did. Why well, they had no problem attacking Russia the way they did. They hated the Slavs. Uh, and then you talk about Czechoslovakia and Hungary. And uh, Hitler went in there and he was not nice to those people. He was brutal. Unless, unless they were his allies. And then they moved up the list two or three notches. Um, so anyway, this is the, the insane, the sanity of Hitler's brain, so to speak. Uh, and the brain of many modern people who are, are Nazis, okay? And unfortunately, a lot of those live in Ukraine. So, uh, yeah, do a little study of Ukraine. You're going to see that they're not the nicest people in the world, okay? There's good people in Ukraine, don't get me wrong. But um, as, a, as a national people, they've sided with the wrong side many times. Um, so, so we got an idea of who uh, I call Hitler's hit list, you know? There was another list that's, that compared to how close they were with apes. Um, and as you went down the line, of course, when you got to the bottom, they were almost pure ape. And I think the Jews and the, uh, they considered the Jews and the uh, Slavs and the Ro Romanian people or the Roma people to be, um, to be that. And it all had to do with evolution. So if you're an evolutionist and you're a Christian, well, then you have something to do with this because you believe in evolution. And that's what led to this. And you're not beyond believing it again uh, and so be careful because and, and pray to the lord that you don't because um usually the, the devil looks for ways to, to come around and bite us in the rear end when we're not looking so um anyway so okay so i want to i found this article on uh, natural news and this article is you know what i wanted to include this article let me let me do that hold on a second folks okay so let's see i gotta go here and, oh, Ralph always tells me on the phone, don't sing, David, don't sing. I'm surprised there's nobody in the chat room. Well, this was kind of a free willy-nilly show that that I uh, started, so I, I can kind of understand that. So uh, let's see. I want to share a screen. And, okay, we'll go there and then share. And I want to see what it looks like here. Okay, add to the storyline. See, I, if I can figure it out, anybody can. Okay, there you go. Little, little me over here. And big, big article. Okay. 
And you should be able to see that just fine, I think. So uh, I, it's hard for me to tell. I've got a 32-inch screen here, so it's everything's gigantic in front of me. It's a screen totally made for people that need reading glasses, although anymore it doesn't work anymore. So um, anyway, so let's uh, let's go to this article. All right, biological warfare expert warns the World Health Organization will lower humans to the status of animals to gain more control. Ooh. Wow, what did I just talk about? What did I read about? Huh, that's interesting. Okay, like I always do them, <clears throat> this solid here. Um, it was published Friday, May 12th, uh, 2023 by Bell Carter. Um, the tags are animals, authoritarian, AVMA, bad health, big government, conspiracy, control, deception, Dr. Merrill Nass, and ASS, environment, exit the WHO. I like that one. Um, globalism, health, or excuse me, health freedom, um, international health regulations, medical tyranny, one health framework, pandemic treaty, pandemics, um, public health emergencies, uh, total control, WEF, World Economic Forum, and WHO, World Health Organization. Um, and as always, it says this article may contain statements that reflect the opinion of the author. God, I hope so. Um Okay, you got a nice picture here of the. You can't see it if you're listening to the show. And by the way, if you're listening, <clears throat> it may get a little complicated to you, for you later, because I'm going to be playing in one of these videos. A woman speaking in German, but there's English subtitles, and the video is just too long for me to read. And the subtitles go way too fast. So um, please forgive me. But uh, you can always come around to, to when you get a chance. Go uh, come around to um, Rumble and uh, and watch the video. So. Uh, I've even toyed with not doing radio anymore, but I, I can't let that go. There's just too many people that listen to it. All right, so the World Health Organization is two um, wheat uh, staffs or stalks uh, joined together at the bottom. Um, the picture of the globe that the flat earthers always say proves that the earth is flat. Well, if you have to use a UN map to prove that, that just tells me that you really don't know what you're talking about. Um, and then it's got a caduceus on it, which is a, a stake with a snake wrapped around it. One, two, I think it's wrapped around three times, which would make three sixes. That's interesting. Okay, so let's move on here. Uh, natural news, uh, here we go. Biological warfare, epidemiologist, Dr. Um, Merrill Nass, who we'll be watching the video of here in a few minutes, has warned that the World Health Organization's WHO One Health concept will put animals and ecosystems on the same level as humans. In an interview with the independent media organization Bright Light News in Brussels, Belgium, uh, the board-certified internist and anthrax expert said under the direction of the WHO's pandemic treaty and proposed changes to the International Health Regulations, the IHR, the United Nations Specialized Health Agency would be given centralized power superseding those of its 194 member sovereign states, governments. NAS explained under One Health, animals and environment would be given equal status with humans. That's interesting. Um, one of these, we'll talk about that in a minute. <clears throat> one of these methods, sorry folks, didn't mean to sound like I was gagging into the mic. Um, one of the methods that are being used for the WHO to gain more power is the concept 
that was rolled out in Davos. Yeah, of course, World Health Organization. I mean, uh, World Economic Forum territory. Rolled out in, da in Davos in 2012 at the World Economic Forum. I should have just kept reading. Uh, the concept states that human health cannot be looked at in isolation. But instead, we must consider the health of animals, plants, the environment, water system, or e ecosystems together, Nass noted. In this connection, doctors are not allowed to look at health anymore. Huh? Uh, instead, we need, we need ecologists and vegetarians, or excuse me, ecologists and veterinarians, pathologists, etc., 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 to be involved. No, or now, do you think that the WHO is going to elevate animals to the status of humans? No, it's going to lower humans to the status of animals. Yep, that's where it goes. Okay, she added that WHO Director General Tedros Adhanom, oh God, Gabricius, I think I got that right, uh, would be able to declare pandemics at a mere threat of the public emergency or international concern. He can also call for the world lockdown for declare the world lockdown for declared climate change emergencies, and it says related World Health Organization continues to put mad scientists in charge of global health, promoting medical fascism, and that's a link. Um, I don't think we'll go there for this radio show, but it looks pretty interesting. Um, subtitle: uh, Congress passes law that seeks to develop a national One Health framework. If con means against and pro means for. And pros and progress. What does Congress mean? Um, in December 2022, Congress passed and enacted into law a bill supported by the American Veterinary Medical Association, the AVMA. The bill seeks to develop a national One Health framework that will coordinate federal uh, activities in combating zoonotic disease outbreaks and advanced public health preparedness. The One Health language passed is taken from another bill the Advancing Emergency Preparedness Through One's Health Act. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I get these folks. I don't know if you do this, but I get these things where I can imagine other things. You know, um, and I was reading, I was thinking, uh, the uh, the Advanced Emergency um, Hangnail Prevention Society or something like that. Everything's got to have a very important sounding name to it. You know, it just drives me crazy. Okay. The Advanced Emergency Preparedness Through One's Health Act, and that's H.R. 2061-S681, and directs the Department of Health and Human Services, the HHS, and the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the USDA, to work with one another, work with other relevant federal departments and agencies to develop the national framework. Uh, the One Health legislation passed by Congress will help strengthen the nation's preparedness for diseases that can spread between animals and humans. AVMA President Lori Teller said, We have all witnessed the significant threat that zoonotic uh, diseases pose to our society, with animals, humans, and the environment being so interconnected than ever. The AVMA applauds Congress for taking this crucial step uh, forward in uh, fully implementing the One Health framework so that we can better protect public health. Oh, should I say it? Should I say it? Yes, I should. Stop people from having sex with animals. That is one of the leading things that 
leads to crossover infections. Okay, I said it. Guilty as charged. All right. Past, uh, passage of this long overdue One Health Framework provision by the Congress is heartening and I'm, I am delighted, said Kaplan. However, my fervent hope is, as Winston Churchill said, we have not begun to fight. No, I'm just kidding. Now, now this is not the end, he said. It's not even the beginning of the end, but it's perhaps the end of the beginning. The law mandates relevant federal agencies to submit a proposed framework to Congress within a year. The ABMA said it will work with lawmakers and federal agencies on implementation of the legislation. And it says, check out medicaltyranny.com for more news on globalist health agencies' efforts to take over world control. And it's asked to watch this video. I'm not going to watch this video in this particular um, format because it's too small. So what I'm going to do is go here. Remove from scene. There we are. There's Dave right there. Okay. So let's watch what this lady has to say. So she's, This is the one that was uh, quoted in the article saying some stuff. So listen to what she has to say. And um, she's just going to echo the article and echo what I was saying. Okay, here we go. At this point, the WHO has become a trap to entrap the nations such that they lose sovereignty over health and, and even other matters once one of these public health emergencies is declared. And, you know, if that wasn't chilling enough, this authoritarian power grab that would centralize health care, they're talking about One Health now, which puts humans, the environment, and animals all on the same level, where they could therefore declare a... Yes, exactly. So one of the methods that's being used for the WHO to gain more power is a concept that was rolled out in Davos in 2012 at the World Economic Forum. Uh, and this concept states that human health cannot be looked at in isolation, but instead we must consider the health of animals, plants, the environment, water systems, all ecosystems together. So doctors are not allowed to look at health, your health anymore, but we need ecologists and veterinarians and uh, plant uh, pathologists, etc., to be involved. That doesn't really make any sense. But what it does is it allows, and the WHO and legal documents within the U.S. and in other nations are, are being ad uh, adapted to build One Health in, because what it also says is that the health of animals and the health of ecosystems need to be considered equally with the health of humans. Now, do you think the WHO is going to elevate animals to the status of humans? No, it's going to lower humans to the status of animals. If that doesn't alarm you, it should. <laughs> um, being a believer in Yeshua as I am, I believe that God created man as a special creation. And man has proven it out. <laughs> you know, um, Animals cannot create. Animals can really have no sentient thought. They... They can't think about if something's right or wrong. They can be taught if something's right or wrong. If your dog pees on the carpet, if you put his nose down in the pee enough times, or let's use a different, because we don't do that, but um, you can train animals to, to not do something, okay? But that's not learning on your own, okay? Um, 
you can send a human child to school and you can teach them kind of like you do with the puppy, but that human child has to put that into practice. And that's the part of being a human that's much better than being an animal, okay? Um, so bringing man down to the status of animals goes against what Yahweh had originally intended to make man a special creation that caused man to subdue the creation, to, to take it over, to, to use the earth as a, as a place for, for, for population and for, um, for worshiping him. Of course, it all got messed up in the, the garden by Adam and Chava, but it's, you know, his intentions were for things to go good in that manner. And, uh, and they will again someday with, with the return of Yeshua. But uh, unfortunately, we have to pass like 6,000 years before that happens. But hey, God knows what he's doing. He always does. And he, um, he's got a plan, and uh, I'm not going to question it. So <clears throat> anyway, so, but being, bringing man down to the status of an animal is basically demoting him. Now, God created him up here, you know, and God is always, Yahweh's always thought his man as being up here. Not up way here with him, but down here, you know, man has lost his glory until um, until the return of the kingdom. Um, and, and believers do retain that, or get that glory back to some degree. But um, it's uh, to take something, see, the, the whole plan of this whole world, folks, is to discredit Yahweh. To take his creation and destroy it, which did a pretty good job at. Um, to take mankind and pervert mankind, which has been a pretty good job lately. It's been well, the last few thousand years, but especially the last 50 or 60. You know, every conceivable thing that could be created to lead mankind into a train wreck from hell has been created, up to now anyway, um, to make to, to give man the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life. Everything that's been created, as far as I can tell, um, in this world, um, caters to those three wants and desires. Okay? Um, killing the church. Trying to kill the church. Um, trying to kill religion. Uh, Judeo-Christian religion, I'm trying to say here. Um, the only two religions that, um, that require accountability... And um, and, and the, the, uh, this world is trying to destroy it. Um, so everything that God meant for good, Yahweh meant for good, this world is trying to take and destroy it. And the agents that, that are in this world, um, Satan's angels and also uh, his other agents and um, these uh, this uh, human excrement that's running around uh, like the Soroses and the Rockefellers and everybody else. Um I just, I hope you're with me, folks, when when we're in, in um, heaven, and I think we're going to, we're not going to be judged there, but we're going to get to participate and watch the great white throne judgment, and that's that's the judgment of the uh, all of the wicked dead, and I just, I hate to revel in the judgment of somebody, but when, when David did it all the time, um, in, in the Psalms, you know, you know, these guys against me and you took care of them. God, thank you for doing that. Um, but to hear those people, what, what they're going to say, I don't, I truly don't think that they're going to have any culpability in their brains or in their hearts uh, at that day, on that day. And that, um, you know, it's going to, they're going to say, why are we here? 
You know, he's going to say, you know why you were here. So do you know why you're here? And they're going to say, well, why don't you tell me? You know, and he's going to say something like, well, you know what? Their whole life is going to play in front of their eyes. And they're going to see him as the, uh, the lamb that was slain for everybody that accepts his sacrifice. And they're going to realize they can't do anything about it. And then he's going to point to a lake of fire. And they're going to be escorted and thrown into that lake of fire. So that's, while I don't like to see people in misery, these are people that, dare I say, are they people? I mean, you got David Icke running around saying that a lot of them are reptilian. Well, I don't know. Maybe they are. Um, are they born to perdition? Are they born so bad that there's no chance that they'd ever get saved? I tend to believe that that's a, a tenet of faith. Okay. Um, of my faith, anyway. And that uh, there are people that are just born bad. And uh, Scripture tends to point it out. Uh, if you don't believe it, look at Judas and look at the Antichrist. It says Judas was born under perdition, and the Antichrist is born under perdition. So, in other words, they were born to be bad and to, and to perform a certain goal in the... Um, God would use them in a certain way to further his kingdom, although they were against it. <clears throat> okay. Question for you. So, you and I are born human beings. We're, we're born under the curse, and we can get saved and everything else. Okay, each one of us has 46 chromosomes, unless you have a, a birth defect. Maybe you have 47 or 48. I don't know, but you're, you know, you're still a human, and the Lord loves you. And, um, but does anybody have the right to say you're not human anymore? You're, you're subhuman. You're not as... You're not what God has created. Well, if they deny God, they're not gonna. They're not even gonna acknowledge that God did that, right? So, I have two things in my hand here. A nice yummy Fuji apple, which I'm gonna consume right after this. See, look how big that sucker is. I got pretty big hands. So, anyway, got that. And I'm not really a big orange person, but you can tell it's a navel orange. Okay, and. Um, or sort of navel, you can peel it from there. But it's your, your run-of-the-mill orange, okay? How many chromosomes does each one have? Okay? Well, I went and looked that up. <laughs> of course. Um, your regular apple, your, your common apple, has... I want to make sure I get the other one, too. So let's see here. Um, okay. Your common apple has 17 chromosomes. That's kind of an odd number because usually you have pairs. And I, I don't know, maybe it's it has to do with um, different species of apples. I don't know. But, uh, oh, no, I, that's it because the, um, the fruit is one sex. Okay, that's what it is. Yeah, not like we have uh, one for our mother and father, but this just has its own. Okay. Um, what did I say, 17? Yeah, 17. 18 chromosomes, 18 in the orange. Now, you get some brainiac. Let's 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 pick on Fauci. Or you know, you name your your heretic, you name your criminal, uh, and you know, and substitute that person's name. Hillary Clinton be a really good one. She's a fruitcake anyway, but or was or is I don't know. Um, if I walk up to this orange and say. You're not an orange. 
You've only got 17. You've got 18 chromosomes, and you might look orange. You might even taste like an orange, but I don't believe you're an orange. Okay? If this thing could talk, if it had a sentient and it could talk, it would say, well, go pound salt, fella, because I'm an orange. Okay? If this apple, if I walked up to this apple and said, ah, 17 chromosomes, really? You don't even have pairs? Not the fruit pairs, but a pair pairs of chromosomes. Okay? You, you've got them up until you get to that last chromosome, then you only have 17. So you can't be an apple. There's no way. You cannot be an apple. This apple, if it could talk, would say, just like the orange, go pound salt. I'm an apple. I don't have to listen to you. Okay. Now, yeah, we do have certain, some control over these fruit, right? You know, I can eat the orange. I can eat the apple. I, I, um, I can't deny that they're oranges or apples because I look at them and I taste them, and this tastes like an apple. It looks like an apple. Okay, this looks like an orange. It tastes like an orange. Can't get past the can't get past the pulp though. I just uh. anyway. Um, so I can't dictate to these things what they are because they are what they are. This will always be an apple until I consume it. Of course, then it'll be parts of an apple, and well, we won't go any farther than that. Um, but uh, and that'll be an orange if I ate it. It would be an orange, and it would have the same fate as the apple. Okay. If this apple fell to the tree, fell to the ground from a tree, got little seeds inside. Would the seeds become oranges or papayas or bananas or you know, name your fruit? No. Become an apple because this is ap apple tree because this is an apple. Okay? Very simple. Why can't these secular morons get this stuff? I don't understand it. Um, if this fell to the ground, I don't know if it's got fertile seeds in it or not. They've manipulated oranges so much anymore, I really don't know. But um, if it fell to the ground and had fertile seeds in it, what would come up? Guavas? Nah, not guavas. Um, avocados? No, not avocados. Oh, that would be awesome because I love avocados. Um, no, you'd get oranges. An orange tree would, would bloom from this. Although I'd have to say it wouldn't be a healthy orange tree because um, all, all fruit now is... is um, uh, it's um, it's put on the stock of a stronger, um, stronger tree of its own kind, so that it's um, it's uh, resistant to diseases and stuff like that. So, um, anyway, so this this was as a Fuji. It might have been Fuji stock placed inside of um, Golden Delicious stem. You know, it's um, but it's still the, the top part. The flowers are Fujis and everything else. So anyway. Um, so I don't have a right to tell those fruit what they are. But for some reason, government officials and those people that are above us, see, you can't enslave a fruit tree. <laughs> you can't enslave a fruit tree. It's impossible. Uh, and if it, it doesn't have feelings. Well, you know, some people would say plants have feelings, and maybe they do to a degree. But um, this tree, if you didn't like it, you cut it down. Right? Um and because it's just an apple, just an apple. Remember that just, put that just in there. That's important. It's just an apple. People wouldn't care. I mean, if you knock down a whole orchard and they were all good trees and stuff, some people would protest. I would. You know, unless I could get the wood for my fireplace, and that would be a different story. Um, but um, 
So it is just an apple, so nobody cares. All right. Chop down these trees, just an orange. Nobody cares. You know, you can get oranges anywhere. Um, just go to a different store. They, they buy from a different producer down the street or, you know, Southern California or Florida, you know. And that guy's got tons of trees. You can get as many oranges as you want. Okay. So, but we have people that are over us that have put themselves over us. Let's put it that way. Against our will. That say, well, you know, because you're not one of us, you're really not a full-fledged human. You're not, because look at us. We, we were born into wealth. We were born into prosperity. Therefore, if there is a God, well, their God is Lucifer, of course, but they would say if there is a God, he favors us because we're rich. We're, you know, we, we've got it made. We were born with a silver spoon in our mouth, and nobody's going to take that away from us, and uh, especially you. So they classify us as being subhuman or not human. But why would they do that? Okay, if I'm a human, and all the laws of mankind deal with humans, okay, or some kind of interaction that humans have with nature, uh, the environment, um, manufacturing, anything. All laws, if there were no people, there wouldn't have to be any laws, right? So um, all laws pertain to people in one way or another. So what if, um, what if you wanted to get rid of a gaggle of people, a whole bunch of people, but you, you're saying to yourself, nah, can't do it. There's laws against that. Um, plus, there's an entity on earth called the church, the church of Jesus, not Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and not Roman Catholicism, but the Church of Jesus, the true universal church that every believer belongs to. And because we're here on earth, we have someone called the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us and guides us and teaches us righteousness and reproves the world for sin, it says. And because he's here, they can't do what they want to do. Totally. Okay? Now, you could say, well... The Holy Spirit must not have been in Nazi Germany. Well, I don't think the Holy Spirit was very much in Nazi Germany back in the 40s. A few individual people had them, but not a lot. And we can go into that if you want. There's a reason why. Um, but there's a, there's a restrainer. And the Bible, the Scripture calls him a restrainer. It says that the anti-Messiah will not be revealed until the restrainer is moved out of the way. And that's the phrase, moved. It's not taken. It's moved. Kind of like you would move the gate of a dam up to let the water through. Or you would uh, open up a gate to let people through. <laughs> if you're on the southern border, you can totally identify with that, right? Um, so when he's removed out of the way, then it suggests, the scripture suggests that the authority that he has to reprove the world of sin is somehow, somehow maybe going to be hindered a little bit. Or it's going to be moved out of the way and put on hold. Maybe that's a better way to put it. Until the right time. Because evil has to run its course in order for mankind to see how evil mankind really is. So that mankind has one more chance to say, okay, Yeshua, you did it. I accept it. Okay, anyway, I don't, I don't want to turn this into a preaching session here. That's not my, what I meant to do. But um, so, so how did, uh, 
let's go back to what we read about what Hitler believed about peoples. So he had his, he had his Aryans. And even if you were an Aryan in Germany, you weren't safe because the guy down the street could make up a lie about you and say he had a Jewish great-grandfather. <laughs> Boy, that set things into motion. Boy, that investigation would start. And if the Nazis really wanted to, they could invent the Jewish grandfather for you. If they didn't like you, they'd get rid of you. Okay. So, but anyway, if you were one of the, with the Nazis turned lesser people, okay, or not people, or part ape, uh, which is probably like from uh, from the third category all the way down to the sixth, okay, um, then you were fair game. And because they classified people as not being totally human, now remember, laws are written for humans, human beings, people that are totally human. Um, laws do not apply to apes. They do not apply to sloths. They don't apply to sharks or anything else. Yeah, there are some laws that protect those animals, but uh, jurisprudence does not is not written for apes. Okay. Um, so with that in mind, if somebody comes along and they change the law of the land, let's just say, well, let's blame it on Biden. He's you know he's a heretic and an abomination anyway. So let's let's just use him as an example. I'm sure he won't mind. Um, Let's just say he gets up tomorrow morning and says, you know what, those conservatives, those Christians, you know, the patriots and everybody else, because of the way they're acting, they cannot be human. No human being would oppose me. No human being would oppose all the things that I'm trying to do for this country. <laughs> you know what, hold on a second. I'm going to get my sound effects up. <laughs> because, okay. Nobody would dare to uh, to oppose me. Nobody. Nobody. Wrong. <laughs> I love this thing. This is way too much fun, folks. It really is. Um, but, um, okay, so he says, yeah, no human that has a human mind and a human heart would oppose me. So, therefore... These people can't be totally human. Well, that's funny because I believe that some of those people, they aren't totally human either. I believe that a lot of them are reptilians. But who knows? You know, what I believe isn't important. The truth is important. And if I believe the truth, that's great. If I'm a little off on it, then, you know, I, God will straighten me out. But um, so uh, so the, the same law would apply to Joe Biden as far as I'm concerned because he's not totally human, um, nor is uh, uh I see a, a great percentage of the people that are up at the top of the echelon. Um, but anyway, let me go back to this. So Joe Biden says, you know, they're not human. So um, from now on, uh, we're going to have to restrict the rights. The laws are only for humans. And since these people are not all, totally human, um, that's it. You know, the law doesn't apply to them any, anymore, uh, especially the law of murder. And the laws against rape and the laws against pillage and the laws against stealing and thievery and, and everything else, you know, those laws do not apply to Christians, patriots, conservatives anymore. If you got up and said that, okay. So what would be the, your neighbor down the street who never liked you would call up your police department and say, Hey, this guy down the street, he's one of those non-human people, man. He's a conservative. He's a patriot. He's 
oh man, you got to get rid of him. He doesn't think right. He's he's teaching the kids in the neighborhood all this gobbledygook and and just corrupting our children. And, and you know, well, I get a knock on the door, and uh, there's uh, five or six jackbooted thugs standing there in, in all their regalia. You know, they're bulletproof vests. Yeah, me, little Dave. You know, it's I'm, I'm such a danger. I'm a 64 year old male adult that you know not a danger to anybody as far as I'm concerned but um you know so they oh five or six of these jackbooted thugs come and you know they throw me to the ground and throw the, the cuffs on and you're, you're going away forever you know and and uh, mysteriously I disappear never to be heard from again that's what happens in in um, Joe Biden's utopias you know hasn't happened that much yet but yeah coming to a theater near you um so that having been said, didn't Hitler do the same thing? Didn't he say that Jews and gypsies and Slavs and they were they're not quite human, so we we can get rid of them. And because they're not human, the law doesn't protect them anymore. It's the, it would be the same as putting a dog down in the vet's office or or killing a fly on the wall, you know? Yeah, everybody have a heyday, go for it. Kill the Christians, kill the Jews, kill the the conservatives, kill the, you know. If it's not for me, kill it. <laughs> you know? Because they all they all worship the the thing. <laughs> I can't believe he said that. When it talks about God sitting in heaven laughing, I can only imagine. Um so anyway, this is the road that they want to go down, folks. They want to they don't want to elevate animals. Okay, they want to lower human beings, lower our importance, lower our status, lower who we are. Okay. Now, interestingly enough, I was thinking about this today, and I'm going to see if I can put this in terms that I even I can understand because I. Okay. So. In earlier times, you had people that were humans and they were favored. And then people thought of other humans as being subhumans, and those people usually became slaves or, or were killed in the Colosseum or, or, or whatever. You know, that because they, the color of their skin, where they came from, the religion they had or how, how they acted or, or whatever, they were determined to be enemies of the state or less than human. Uh, in Rome, if you, if you were less than Roman, then, you know, you were pretty well toast. But um, So anyway, that's the way it used to be, okay? And then... You know, we had eons go by, and eons, and and then uh, America is formed, and then uh, America is a country with slave states in it, and free states, and um, then you know the the the, site, the theory, not the theory. What am I trying to? Is a word here I'm looking for? The um, the conscience comes into the American public. Man, why did this thing get blurry all of a sudden? Oh, it don't matter, I guess. Okay, anyway, um, so then, you know, the, the psyche of America turns into, hey, you know, slavery is wrong. Well, actually, North America, the northern part of America, and some people in the south, too. And that, don't get me wrong, that was not the core reason for the war, okay? That was something that was thrown in just after the war started to get the sympathies of, uh, of more people to, uh, to fight against the south. And if you did some studying, you, you'd see that. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, to belittle you by saying it that way. If anybody does some studying, they'll see that. Okay. All right. 
now, so anyway, so you had the slavery and the Civil War was fought and the Emancipation Proclamation and, and still things didn't go right for the blacks here in this country. You know, they were um, segregated. They were, um, racism was running rampant everywhere, even in the north, in the cities. You know, I trust me, I know. Um, so you had all that stuff going on. So, you know, in the 50s, it really came to a head because people were like, you know, in the 50s, you got to realize that there was a morality that was was alive in the 50s that died in the 60s, basically. But that morality is that there is a right and wrong in that. Um, and, and with the help of with the media, which was, you know, fairly good back then, people got to see what blacks went through in, in the southern states. You know, um, you know, the whites only bathrooms, the white, whites only water fountains. Um, hey, you looked at my daughter, so I'm going to hang you, you know, stuff like that. And um, so people got to see it, especially in the North, you know, with through movies and stuff like that and through, through the news. Um, so civil rights movement started in the 60s and and people got a conscience about civil rights and, and stuff. And so um, things started to turn around. Now, there are some that are argue that they didn't turn around enough. Some will argue that it turned around too much. Everybody's got an opinion. Okay, I'm staying out of that one. So anyway, so now, for all intents and, intents and purposes, everybody in this country, when I think of blacks, I think of humans. When I think see Hispanics, I think of humans. When I think of whites, I think of humans. Okay, I don't think of subhumans or lower castes or anything like that. Right now, especially because we're all involved in this nut, nutsy stuff that's going on and... uh you know the the powers that be. The Biden uh, administration hates everybody. It's not just they hate Americans. Okay, uh, it's not just they don't just hate a certain subclass of Americans. They hate all Americans. So, if there's anything that's going to bring blacks, whites, and Hispanics together in this country, and Asians too, I don't want to forget the Asians. Um, we um, this will do it. Okay, because he's he's out to scorch and burn everything folks and he's doing it and unless uh, we all get together and stop him nothing's going to happen i'm not advocating violence okay the people could be stopped in other ways okay so now since everybody deems everybody else to be a human okay not subhuman so much anywhere in this country anyway i mean you can go to the middle east and the, the muslims hate christians they're not human totally evolved humans to the muslims and um, you know, and you can go to places in China where they hate white folks and you can go to places in Europe where they hate Asian folk, you know, but for the most part in this country, things have kind of balanced out a little bit, except for those who want to continue this and, and continue to divide people and, you know, curse on those people because a curse in Yeshua's name on those people, because they're, they're trying to take away something that Yahweh's trying to do and uh, you'll, you won't succeed. Now, you can have all the mansions you want um, and all the recognition you want, but uh, on Judgment Day, it's it's going to be sad sacks, man. Um, okay. So, okay, so we have um, humans are equal. Okay, all humans are equal. But now, okay, now with the new age, which is intermingled with the WEF and everything else, okay, they're, they're, it's a wicked-looking uh, Kraken creature, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, they're telling us uh, that in order for mankind to 
make any kind of progress. In other words, we've reached the precipice. And we could go higher, but there's something that's preventing it, according to the New Age and some of the wackadoos in uh, the WEF and the New World Order and stuff, uh, that uh, for some reason we don't vibrate at the right frequency to evolve, okay? And that somehow humankind will achieve that. They'll, they'll achieve the right frequency and evolve. I believe it's going to be under the Antichrist. But, um, but uh, so... Now the people that have supposedly reached that nirvana, I don't want to say nirvana, that's too, that have reached that state, they're, um, they're saying that those of us that haven't reached it are not as evolved as everybody else. Okay, and not, therefore, um, they're saying that people, when they, when they reach this state, will become something called um, homo deus, means God-man, okay? And they want everybody to reach Homo Deus. So if you reach Homo Deus, and that's the evolutionary jump that mankind has taken, and you haven't taken that, you, in effect, haven't taken the jump with mankind, so you're lower than mankind again, lower than human. Okay? So this is where it's going now. And and with the World Economic Forum, it's, it's a, they turned it into an economic thing. You know, oh, you're you're not complying with our rules, so... Uh, we're going to have a social credit score for you, and if you don't do what we tell you to do, your credit score is going to go down. You're not going to be able to buy, sell, or trade. Um, gee, where have I read that? Oh, that's right, Revelation. Yeah. So anyway, folks, I wanted to run all this stuff by you because that's where it's going, and we never watched that last video. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, th I think we got time. See, I have a little quandary here. I got uh, seven chickens out in the backyard, and uh, it's getting dark out, and I don't want them to get eaten by anything, so... But it's not quite that dark. I can still see some daylight out there. So um, I want to go ahead and watch this uh, this last video. And it's this German lady. And, and you'll see where she's going with this, okay? And then we'll we'll talk about it a little bit. And then I'll, I'll bring the chickens in. So here we go. Hello. Die Zusammensetzung der WHO erfolgt nicht aufgrund von demokratischen Wahlen. Die dort sitzenden Entscheidungsträger sind Ihnen gegenüber dann zwar weisungsbefugt, nicht aber Ihnen gegenüber rechenschaftspflichtig und können von Ihnen auch nicht zur politischen Verantwortung gezogen werden. Wie angekündigt, habe ich deshalb eine Frage zur schriftlichen Beantwortung an die Kommission gestellt. Ich fragte die Kommission, inwieweit sie dafür Sorge tragen werde, dass die Grundsätze der Volksherrschaft und der politischen Verantwortung gewählter Vertreter gewahrt bleiben und die Bürger nicht der Willkür eines nicht gewählten Gremiums unterworfen werden und eine immer weitere Entdemokratisierung hier Vorschub geleistet wird. Die Antwort, die ich auf meine Frage vor wenigen Stunden erhielt, lautet kurz und knapp gar nicht. Vor kurzem hatte ich Sie darüber informiert, dass seit dem 1. März eine zwischenstaatliche Verhandlungsgruppe zusammengetreten ist, die einen Zeitplan und eine Arbeitsweise zur Neugestaltung der Verträge zwischen WHO und Mitgliedstaaten erarbeitet. Diese Vertragsänderungen zielen darauf ab, der WHO im Falle einer Pandemie die faktische Regierungsgewalt über Mitgliedstaaten zu übernehmen, ohne Einbindung oder Rücksprache mit nationalen Regierungen oder nationalen Parlamenten. Meine Damen und Herren, damit ist die Volksherrschaft das Grundprinzip einer jeden Demokratie endgültig ad acta gelegt. 
Die Zusammensetzung der WHO erfolgt nicht aufgrund von demokratischen Wahlen. Die dort sitzenden Entscheidungsträger sind Ihnen gegenüber dann zwar weisungsbefugt, nicht aber Ihnen gegenüber rechenschaftspflichtig und können von Ihnen auch nicht zur politischen Verantwortung gezogen werden. Sie als Bürger haben dann noch nicht einmal mehr politischen Einfluss darauf, wem Sie die Verwaltung der Grundrechte, nein, in letzter Zeit waren es mehr der Entzug derselben, übertragen. Wie angekündigt, habe ich deshalb eine Frage zur schriftlichen Beantwortung an die Kommission gestellt. Ich fragte die Kommission, inwieweit sie dafür Sorge tragen werde, dass die Grundsätze der Volksherrschaft und der politischen Verantwortung gewählter Vertreter gewahrt bleiben und die Bürger nicht der Willkür eines nicht gewählten Gremiums unterworfen werden und eine immer weitere Entdemokratisierung hier Vorschub geleistet wird. Die Antwort, die ich auf meine Frage vor wenigen Stunden erhielt, lautet kurz und knapp gar nicht. Nicht ein einziges Mal werden in der Antwort Worte wie Bürger, Demokratie, Volksherrschaft oder politische Verantwortung auch nur erwähnt. Dabei hätte die Kommission das Vertrauen der Bürger fördern können und all die Telegram-Nachrichten, Nachrichten, die von einer neuen Weltordnung sprechen, die von einer Weltregierung unter dem Deckmantel der WHO sprechen, als Fake News und Verschwörungstheorien entlarven können, indem sie einfach erklärt hätte, dass sie Sorge dafür trägt, dass demokratische Entscheidungsprozesse eingehalten werden. Die Kommission hätte einfach erklären können, dass es ihr sehr wichtig ist, die Bürger nicht übergehen und nicht bevormunden zu wollen. Aber das tat sie nicht. Unter Bezugnahme auf die Präambel der Verfassung der WHO folgt ein ausführliches und detailreiches Bla-Bla-Bla über die tolle WHO, gefolgt von der Darstellung, aufgrund welcher Ermächtigungsgrundlage die EU-Kommission als Verhandlungsführer für die EU-Staaten fungiert. Im allerletzten Satz ließ mich die Kommission dann doch noch wissen, dass sie sicherstellen werde, dass die Zusammenarbeit mit den einschlägigen Interessenträgern bei den Arbeiten zur Vorbereitung des neuen WHO-Instruments gewährleistet ist. Wer diese einschlägigen Interessenträger sind, fragen Sie? Keine Ahnung. Ich weiß aber, Sie sind mit Sicherheit nicht gemeint. Denn um zu suggerieren, dass die EU-Kommission wow. natürlich immer im Interesse des Bürgers handelt, überschlägt sie sich doch geradezu, wann immer sie die Worte Bürgerinnen und Bürger irgendwo unterbringen kann. Dass sie es in diesem Zusammenhang gerade nicht tut, beweist, Sie, die Bürger, sind hier definitiv nicht gemeint. Sie können die Antwort der Kommission zum Nachlesen auf meiner Abgeordnetenseite finden. Ich verlinke sie auch gerne unter diesem Artikel, sodass Sie sich ganz selbst Ihr eigenes Bild machen können. Okay, that woman's name is Christine Anderson. She's a minister of parliament um, in the uh, European Union of all places. She's uh, higher up there, man. She's, But she was very concerned because the WHO, like we read earlier, um, is planning on putting together this uh, this criteria where if anything happens, they just take over a sovereign state. And she's very concerned about that. And she, because uh, I was reading it, folks. I'm sorry. That's how I, I know this. But um And so she has petitioned the WHO uh, and, and also the European Union. She said, I want to know um, if this goes through, 
that the people that vote, that actually vote, the constituents, will have a say in matters. And she said, it doesn't really look like it. And uh, so she, she sent letters to the WHO. She's uh, contacted people in the European Parliament to try to get things going on this. And um, it almost sounded, from the tone of her voice and what I was reading, that, um, you know, the subtitles, that uh, she's not sure that this is going to work out for the people. That it's, She said that she got a, did get something back from, um, from uh, the WHO that said that the stakeholders, the stakeholders would be involved. And she asked the question, well, who are the stakeholders? And at the end she goes, I have no idea. So, see, that's, it's all psychobabble. It's all talk, you know. And So, um, anyway, it's nice to know that there's countries over, over in Europe that are fighting for this. Uh, she's a German. Uh, actually, I guess she must have married somebody from um, Denmark or something because of name spelling. But, um, but she's in the parliament. She's from Germany and um, very in tune with stuff. And she's spoken out about a lot of things with, with this COVID crisis and stuff and, and the taking away of liberties and freedoms and stuff. But if you think it's bad here, folks, you should see what it's like in Europe. But um, anyway, so there's people that are being proactive that are coming against this. Not only her, but there's people in this country, too. Um, there's uh, politicians, there's lawyers that are um, constantly petitioning courts to put a stay on this, to stop that, to put a moratorium on something. Um, so you know, it hasn't gone down in flames yet, but, man, if you're a praying person, pray, please. Um, and not only for that, but for, for the whole situation that's going on. Because I'm, I'm fairly, thoroughly convinced that only Yahweh can straighten this out. If Trump gets back in office, it's because Yahweh put him there, not for any other reason. Um, and uh, Trump better be on his knees a lot praying and uh, asking for guidance and help. That's all I can say. Anyway, folks, i got to get out of here. i got to go um, tend to my, my foul. <laughs> I'm a foul person, yeah. F-O-W-L. Okay. All right. Well, folks, um, hey, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his grace to rise upon you and be gracious unto you. May he watch your going out and your coming in, your rising up and your lying down. May he bring you the peace that passes all understanding. And may you have a wonderful, wonderful next couple of days. Until we meet again on Monday night, be blessed in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach. Amen and amen. Good night, good people.